cool, 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 Cassie. Oh, my little Cassie Greener. Jesus fucking Christ. I have my emotional support animal with me today. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good idea. That's a really fucking good idea. That's Floppy. Yeah. Floppy's been with you your whole fucking life. Since I was five. And uh, you let him into the bedroom. Yeah. And usually he's on the bed or in or in a little cubby. Yeah. He's really cute. Mm. Yeah, he's going to help us because uh, we're going to traverse uh, telling the story of a wild time on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this should be a fun one. Death by Soma. Mm. We did it. We took the medicine. We took the, we took the medicine again. And uh, this time it was crazier than ever. Yeah, so much, so crazy that we're like, this must be Soma, even though there's not like empirical evidence that says this is absolutely the ingredients of Soma. But from what we've come to understand about the Soma experience, we're like, that's what we did. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Soma is like, and in, in, it's referenced in the in the Vedic texts and Vedic hymns. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's an elixir of life. And they just hold it in the highest regard. And I guess a lot of people have spent a lot of time trying to figure out exactly what it is. But I don't even think it's about that necessarily. I think it's about what it does to you. But um, I do think we took it. And uh, can I can I read something? Can I read a Vedic hymn? Yeah. To start this off? Please. We have drunk the Soma. We have become immortal. We have gone to the light. We have found the gods. What can hostility do to us now? And what the malice of a mortal, O oh, immortal one? Isn't that fucking cool? Yeah, when I first read that, I was like, this feels very true to my experience. Mm -hmm. I think that's been part of like the integrating of having such a, a wild experience is seeing how other people have been there, the point of going there. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when you go there, it feels like, whoa, did I really need to fly this close to the sun? Yeah. You know, do, is this something I really needed to do? Why did I do this? Is, was this a mistake? You know, you go through <laughs> every iteration, or at least I did. Yeah. Of um, That's not where I was going. I know. <laughs> I know. Lucky for you. But yeah, it was a... Well, can we say what we think Soma is? Yeah. Um, A mixture of psychedelic mushrooms. In our case, we did penis envy, which are like known for being stronger you know people say like oh you take half an eighth of penis envy mushrooms and it can feel like an eighth mm. so they're just known to be stronger in their experience and then syrian rue which is an maoi inhibitor and it's in you know changa which is like a dmt a smokable dmt mm. and the idea is it helps elongate and because it's an maoi inhibitor it, it elongates the experience so like a mushroom trip is usually like four maybe six hours maybe <laughs> <laughs> and you take syrian rue and you go um on like deeper dives for longer amounts of time yeah it was unlike i've done a lot of mushrooms and this is definitely it, it was it, its own experience oh yeah this was um and anyone that listens to this podcast this podcast is basically a diary of our psychedelic experiences and uh we go hard and we do it a lot. You know, we, we trip pretty much once a month and we push the limits and we do it in weird places and we have tried everything. I mean, pretty much with the exception, the one that stands out that we haven't tried to me is like Iboga. But everything else we, we've had some experience with at this point and, and a good amount of experience with. This fucking blew it all away. <laughs> blew every experience away. Like... To the point where I'm like, I thought I had tripped. I I had never fucking tripped before. <laughs> it's smoking toad, taking ayahuasca, three, four cups of ayahuasca, fucking mushrooms, acid, smoking DMT, uh, every kind of DMT, 5-MeO DMT, NN-DMT, um, candy flipping, like, you know, like just combinations of things, ketamine, so many fucking things. Syrian rue and penis envy mushrooms mm, was like a nuclear bomb of wisdom going off in my being. I think that's why we're having a, 
a somatic experience that's a little rough since then. Like it's it's like our bodies are like they're they're a little tight because we're fucking pure light right now. We are we we've we achieved rainbow body the other night, and our regular bodies are getting used to that idea and and what that's going to be like and needing less and all this stuff that we can get into. But um, yeah, probably about uh, three grams of Syrian rue and. Like I think it was a gram and a half of Syrian rum. Oh, gram and a, okay, cool. I didn't pay attention to that part, but uh, definitely ate like um, three to three and a half grams of of penis envy mushrooms, which I think um, would have been an insane night in itself. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I, I don't take mushrooms that often. They scare me more than than any other psychedelic. But for some reason, leading up to this experience, I wasn't nervous. I could tell you were. You were kind of going through what I went through with the toad, like way out. You, we had this on the calendar, and you were like, "Oh!" Every time it came up, like I could, I could sense that, like little, like, "Whoa, what are we doing?" Because you had a better sense of what we were doing. Because I've done more mushrooms than you. You've done Probably. more mushrooms with me, and you were also the one, like, um, like in the physical realm, dealing with arranging this, mm. and, and turning the keys over to our friend, and just basically saying, like, "Give us whatever you want." And and we trust this guy, but like it's not like we've hung out that many times. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a powerful initiation, and he yeah. said that at some point. I was like, I don't know if I'm. I was ready for this, you yeah. know. Like you this this dude is like a master, and you know, it's it's hitting us, and he's like looking at us. He's saying, "This is powerful medicine. This is <laughs> this like, is a powerful initiation." And I'm like, "Dude, you weigh a hundred pounds more than me. It, f- forget about Cass, and you gave us like more." Like, if you're saying that, man, we're fucking in for it tonight. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, what a journey, man. Mm -hmm. What a journey. Like, uh, the cycle of birth and death I went through. Mostly death, you know? It was mostly death. and Or different, being in different dimensions. You know, the fear dimension, the addicted dimension, the suicidal dimension, the cold thirsty insatiable dimension the uh everything's flat i'm like a flat person dimension um you call that paper dimension i call it the paper dimension which i had heard of people have said like oh once i went you know i did too much ketamine and i became and i and i'm like that sounds kind of scary and i was there and i was like what is wrong with me i just need to hear these things and try for myself like I need to see for myself. I need to take it so far. I need to look, all these people I admire have done so many crazy experiences and they seem so cool. And yeah. I'm like, well, I want to be cool. I love being cool. I want to fucking rock and roll. I want to, you know, mm-hmm. go through the shit so I can like live the experience. But I'm, I was living the experience and I was like, was, did I fuck? Like I was pissed almost. Yeah. I was pissed at the girl who was like, let me push it further, you know, or let me, let me take this further. Let me, when someone says like, yo, that was really scary. I'm like, well, I got to see for myself, you know? Yeah. It's almost like you can't, you can't, even now, like I'm sharing that I had some like fearful experiences and I'm sure people are listening like, oh, cool. Like I could deal with some fearful experiences <laughs> and then they're going to go into that fearful experience and, and then, then be like. God damn it, Cass! Couldn't have you scared me a little bit more? Yeah, well, uh, we'll we'll scare you. We're just getting started. But you know, it, it's funny because we've been talking about this. Like we did this earlier this week. We did this like four days ago, and we've mm-hmm. been talking about it every day. And it's just dawning on me now, kind of what you went through a little bit. Like, like you, you've you've collected little bits of of fears surrounding all these different dimensions, and then you just had this psychedelic experience where you were just going through page by page the encyclopedia of Cass's fears and what could you, you know, like paper dimension, like what the fuck are you talking about? You heard someone say that at some point it got imprinted and then you had to live through it and you were just going through fear after fear. You were Kurt Cobain. What the fuck are you thinking about Kurt Cobain? And you know what I mean? Like this is, this is wild. It seems like you opened up like the dimension of your fear encyclopedia. And it was like, let's go through this fucking thing page by page for the rest of time. You know how they <laughs> say, you know, the amount of lifetimes you have to go through is like a, a giant mountain and it's like a bird flying over it with a scarf every like one million years. And yeah. eventually the mountain ro- uh, wears down. 
I like at least did like I don't know fifteen crosses across the mountain last that yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the cycle of of birth and redeath, and it it was very apparent, even though I was having my own experience, that um, maybe you were a little further, even than I was. I, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to quantify that kind of thing, but it it was clear you were going through something. It was very clear. Why? Because you could like I was a dead body looking, or what do you? What made it so clear? Like there's there's a communication that you and I have that's nonverbal, mm-hmm. that was not existent anymore. There was no catching any glimpse of of the you I could communicate with. You yeah. were gone. You were just completely fucking gone. And and I think the way we're gonna do this, just we, I'm gonna say this up front. Okay. Because we're just getting into this and it's really, this is just like probably one of our best stories ever. And I hope we tell it well. But um, some of the stuff is like too real for YouTube. It, it you know, it's just like we, we can't talk specifically about some of the stuff that uh, that made this the wildest night of our life. But we are going to do it. We're going to record it right after this. We're going to do an afterglow show that will be on patreon.com slash church of chill. Go there, pay any amount and join our discord community. Um, you get access to our radio shows and, um, these bonus podcasts we're putting out. I think this is going to be the best bonus podcast yet because I already feel myself holding back a little bit. I'm going to make this as interesting as possible and try to like, this feels like a diary entry, but the, 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 the funny other, tales, the, the funnier, the, yeah, the, the, the funny and the insanity and all that stuff. Uh, we'll, we're going to record on the other episode. So check us out over there. Cool. Yeah. Patreon.com slash church of chill. So anyway, why don't you describe what this was like for you? Okay, Because cool. the basic, uh, I'll, just, I'll just set the stage. The way it goes down is you, you drink the, the Syrian room, you wait a half hour, and then you take the mushrooms. Right. And let's just say we were in like a very beautiful, immaculate space. Yeah. And we were in very good hands and um, with good people, you know? Like people we we Great love people. we um, love and trust, yeah. and even if we had met just one of those people that day, we we loved and trusted him already. So the energy was really positive. But um, yeah, I mean, I felt it immediately as soon as we ate the mushrooms. I was yeah. like, <gasps> mm-hmm. oh, like you guys were like it was me and three guys, and the guys were like shooting the shit, and I was like. I just like booked it for the door because mm-hmm. I was like, I need a f- breath of fresh air. You guys were talking about. Who knows, uh, malaria medication and tales of people forgetting who they are and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just doing boys club shit. Yeah. It, it was just that, it was like, I think we all assumed, like, we just ate these mushrooms. It's not like we drank a tea or anything, like, or took capsules. Like, we ate them. They're going to take an hour to hit us right now. Yeah. That was the assumption. It took, like, five minutes, maybe. Five, even, not even five minutes. Not even five minutes. You were done. But I also think it had something to do with, I had one of these gigantic joints, and the first thing we did was, was spark it up. And you literally, you should have stopped at zero hits. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, you kept hitting it, and and it was just like, I could see, I could see it. Oh, it just started pouring rain. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I see a little blue, so it'll probably be a rainbow. Yeah. But, um, yeah, how do I tell this in a way that's not just, like, me telling my dreams? That's interesting. Basically... I get why people do this and I get why it's an incredibly transformative experience to go through these hell realms or fear realms and, and think that you're trapped in someone's place forever or in a relationship forever or, you know, mm-hmm. um, but then you also, I, it was, it was the tangible experience of everything I believe. Like I believe in oneness i believe in like this uh that we're headed towards a singularity that that a singularity exists on some realm and i like experienced it yeah i experienced why we're going beyond gender i understand i i i existed for a moment outside of the constructs of capitalism and so i could look at it from the outside and be like this is so crazy and really feel it and it's such an ineffable experience that I, it just, it, it hurts my heart because I know in so many ways I'm not doing it justice, but I did live outside of the human experience of caste, but still have the memories in some ways. Like I went through having the memories and then not knowing who I was and not knowing 
everything was just in this one moment. So I had kind of forgotten my past at certain moments mm. and at different moments. Uh, this is all to say, by the end of it, I had accepted that I was dying. I accepted my death. I accepted my insatiable thirst in a way that I was like, I don't want to keep drinking water like because it would like hydrate me <laughs> but i would be like hydrated for like 10 seconds and i'd need more water and i was like you know what i don't want to be in this cycle <laughs> yeah and then when i was in the flat dimension i just like you were trying to like help me or give help me respond to you to like make you feel better and i was just like this is it make like, our hosts feel better <laughs> i know my girl's fine it just <laughs> we'll get into it it was not a good look <laughs> it was not a good look yeah i'm a wild woman I'm a wild woman and I lost my shit and I've done a lot of traveling. So to, to lose my shit was like kind of significant. It, I, I do think that, yeah, especially to listeners of this podcast, like when you hear Cass say this, it's saying a lot. When you hear me say this is the hardest we've ever tripped, it's saying a lot. When you hear us both say we came out of this saying, I'm not sure who we could even recommend this to. It yeah. was, it was not for the fucking faint of heart at all and we've done a lot of tripping this was not for the faint of heart this this just blew away fucking everything and it's so fucking funny is the guy that hosted us he's he's incredible i mean he just performed for us the entire night with just doing ceremony and, and rituals and prayers chanting singing just just real i mean created heaven on earth for us to do this um and was being like and, and in between songs like hours would go by and and not a word would be spoken and he would just just say like the funniest thing you've ever heard mm -hmm. real quick you know like, like these little parables and i'm like where are you pulling this stuff from what the hell like what are you connected to man like he was fucking tapped the first thing that he said the whole time since we took the mushroom, it was probably three hours later. No one had said anything. It was just, we finally let it be quiet for a minute. And he just goes, Cass, it's okay. <laughs> and you just started cracking up. It's like the whole room needed to hear. <laughs> well, cause I was like moaning, groaning and yeah. like puking my brains yeah. out. And But one of the funniest things was um, like, you know, it was a little looser as we were going into it. So like we're getting everything ready and we're just like catching up and everything. And I'm like, I'm really excited to take this combination. Because um, we've heard about it before from one other, fr the, the only one of the few people I know that is like way further out than us in a lot of ways told us, if you ever want to have contact with the aliens, let's do Syrian Rue and mushrooms together. And I remember like just filing that one away, like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm down. Um, I'm a little scared of mushrooms, whatever. That was a few years ago. So we get to this ceremony and I'm excited. Just my only information about that combination was that dude telling us about it years ago. Yeah. And we get into this ceremony and the first thing our homies that's host, that's hosting us says is, uh, he, he's like, I hope you guys didn't Google this before you came over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, he was like, yeah, well, I'm glad you didn't because you know, the top thing that comes up like all the top results are like people like don't do this <laughs> don't go towards this this is a fucking nightmare for me it wasn't it was more like a lightmare it was like it was so intense it was some sort of mare but it was more of a lightmare for me but you had a little bit of a nightmare because you had to like care for me and i probably seemed like i was that was the nightmare portion of the evening yeah but when i had to care for you i it was fine. You know how I am when it comes down to that stuff. It was fine. I got terrified a few times. I'll talk about that. Um, but him him just starting the night with, I'm glad you guys didn't Google this before you came here. <laughs> we're, uh, we're like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, but but he did say he explained to us and this is this is the uh, this guy's an American mystic and he he knows more um, about Hinduism and the Vedics than than anyone I know and anyone that would even talk to me. So he explained a lot of stuff that night and very little of it was in English, but I got it. I downloaded a blueprint for fucking how to live and how to live a life with integrity and how to not get hypnotized and not get derailed. So that that was all the information coming to me. But um, 
Yeah, just just he explained to us that this is soma. And I was so excited. I was like, "What? You didn't tell us that." Like I didn't know that. I never really looked into this thing and he was like, "Yeah, they they think most likely this is soma just because of um where Syrian rue grew and, and what it does." And then it was like a combination of two ingredients and, together. And that, yeah, and that they think they really think at this point that soma was a combination of two things and um I never knew an MAO and uh, I inhibitor would do anything for mushrooms. I, I didn't know that that, I thought that was more of a, like a, to, to make DMT uh, psychoactive through your gut. I didn't know it could add to the mushroom experience. And he said, this is Soma. And he goes, from my experience, um, it'll, it'll come in waves and it's going to last a while. He's like, so I, I uh, you know, for the, this is what he's telling us from the beginning. He's like, you guys are, are you guys in this for the long haul? And we're like, yeah, I'm like, yo, I fucking rolled up three of these fucking foot long joints. <laughs> like, we're, we're in this for the long run. He's like, all right, we're going to have a fucking fun night. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, this is this is the fucking vibe. And um, take it. I remember I was just, uh, I, I remember channeling Mike Tyson a little bit when I was eating the mushrooms. Because we saw him, he was on uh, Jake Paul's podcast and he ate four grams. And he just chewed on him for a half hour. And he's like, that's what you do. You chew on them and you suck on them and you just like make them into complete till they're nothing, like till you don't even need anything to swallow them. And mm -hmm. like, don't take water with it. And I was like, let me try it like this guy. Like whatever, I'm trying to trip hard tonight. Um, I'm taking fucking an eighth of penis envy mushrooms, which is the equivalent of like seven grams of any other kind of mushroom. And then I took this other mystery substance that's probably going to make it last longer and intensify it. I didn't know how much. Uh -huh. I had no idea how much. Because, like, you know, an eighth of mushrooms is an eighth of mushrooms. I can do it. Mm -hmm. I, I know I can do it. Um, so, yeah, uh, I chewed on those motherfuckers for probably, like, 15 minutes. Just put them all in my mouth and just sat there chewing on them, sucking on them, whatever. And then we lit up this fucking fat joint. Cass started to freak out. And, you know, because we're, we're just sitting there. We're, we're just talking. And then you, and My you, freaking out was like, Wow. Yeah, you were just like, Whoa. wow. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Just like, and people can probably relate with this. When you're so in awe of what's going on that you can't help but actually say it out loud. You know? yeah. and, and that's all I was saying all night. Holy shit. And, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to be uh, desecrating this space with foul language. But there was no, like literally every time he finished chanting, I was like, Jesus fuck fucking christ <laughs> yeah it was incredible yeah so so like we're, we're hitting this joint and passing it around and like the mushrooms are starting to kick in for Cass, and like homeboy realizes like oh this isn't time to shoot the shit <laughs> let's get to work <laughs> and he just started he just started chanting and singing and um just just holding different kind of rituals and oh god so fucking beautiful i don't know if there's ever been a more beautiful ceremony and to me, it felt like a, like a solid three hours of just like, no one really, no one said anything. Everyone was just having their trip. You know, I, I'm so connected to you. Like I, I knew that you were having an intense trip, but I didn't realize how intense it was going to get three, four hours into this thing. Uh, we were like beyond a peak experience and it still felt like we were going up and, um, it was hitting us in waves. Yeah. You'd, you'd have 10 minutes where you're like, where you're like, okay, all right, I'm okay. I, you know, wow, how did I fucking get through that? And like, as you're thinking that, like another, like you're like, oh my god, there's another, there's a fucking tidal wave coming. This went on like we took it at 8 p.m. This went on till seven in the morning. I've never tripped that long on acid, ayahuasca, nothing, nothing has ever made me trip that long, or that hard. Immersed in visuals. I never get visuals, no matter what I take. Smoke toad, DMT, obviously. But I don't get ayahuasca visuals. I don't really, uh, like, when I smoke DMT, I get visuals. But that's kind of the name of the game with that stuff. Um, completely immersed in visuals. Fucking a rainbow filter over everything that was just kind of, like, swirling. Like, kind of like oil and water visuals. Like, like flickery candle light on everything just like sounds were coming from all directions i sat up the whole fucking time and that was your nightmare going into it because you're like fuck i know i'm doing it with this this masculine group of guys who are disciplined and you kept saying you don't want to 
you don't want to have to stand up the whole time. I'm like, no one's going to make you fucking do anything. You don't want to have to stand up or, or like sit up the whole time or straighten your back or anything like that. It would have helped you. It would have helped you. Cause, cause I went in there and I was like, I'm, uh, I, uh, I know how I am with mushrooms. If I lay down, I'm going to, uh, I don't know if I'll ever get up. It's going to be bad. So I tried to sit up, uh, just sat in, in this position or full Lotus, like the whole time. And, the only movements I was making is like I would find myself like after 20 minutes like a little slouched and and then you're just like oh yeah I gotta sit up and you sit up and it's just like you feel so much better like the air can just pass down so I was just listening to my breath and listening to the chanting the whole time and then just like I wanted just as I prayed for just as our friend years ago had told me right on time a fucking alien spaceship just came and took me and and it's crazy because I wanted it and I knew it was going to come. But I thought it was going to like come from like over here, up there, whatever. This motherfucker just snuck up from behind. I could hear it. There was no like turning around to see it or anything like that. It was just from behind, from far away. It came closer, closer, closer. And I was just in the spaceship. And I was an alien. And I was just fucking like like chilling out in the future like way beyond all this fucking monkey madness going on down here like way beyond it i went into this trip thinking oh man i hope i don't you know i i hope i don't spend the whole trip like scared about my sister or dwelling on drama with mare or like going through our troubles or like you know you know how the the mushroom can sometimes be very emotional and pull you into your subconscious and that way this trip went so far beyond those considerations. Mm-hmm. It, and and I, I feel like that that is ultimately uh, the immortal portal that you get pulled into. You get so connected with spirit that you're immortal. You're, you're connecting with your immortal side, the side that, that's going to keep going after this body gives in. So uh, it was, I mean, up until that point, it, it was pretty fucking incredible. And then things started to... Uh, get really fucking insane really 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 crazy yeah well i mean when you're dealing with someone who's in the paper dimension they're not exactly like (laughs) reactive like when you say like when i was in a flat uh mode of consciousness where everything was flat including myself like there was no like oh drink this water Mm -hmm. you know like because in my in my reality i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) you're like water (laughs) Yeah, no, it was um, the immortal portal. I like that because that feels exactly where I got to by the end of the night. And it's like these drugs don't do it for you, but they give you a glimpse at it or they take you through the cycles of birth and death. And by the end of it, I was just in so much peace witnessing and experiencing my death and just feeling so grateful for how beautiful the space was and that I had my loving boyfriend like doting around and making sure I'm okay and you know just really just being like so grateful and then thinking back on my life and being like I fucking I did it up you did and I I so did it up and I was so held and loved that when I was felt in on the other side of the warmth of this experience and it was cold i was like well fuck this really sucks but i deserve it almost like or not like that this is just the natural balance and order of things yeah this is a balance yeah that there's like a balance to the soft cuddly experience that Cass has had until this point (sighs) and being like a little frustrated a little bummed that you know this part of my life is over and that it like I have to live forever in the cold, you know, yeah. is at least where my mind was going. But then when you get on the other side where you like, you actually start to feel warmth again or realize this, this fear state that you were in or this suicidal state of wanting, like, if you're like, I, I was like, I can't live like this. So I was like, I, I'm going to have to do whatever I can to not live like this. But then realizing like, Oh, suicide isn't really like an out. Mm. so it just feels like incredibly awful but then when you get on the other side of that compassion you get compassion for other people i mean during it you're having so much compassion for other people because you're like whoa i don't 
I don't go around thirsty or hungry. Like I can immediately satisfy my needs. I'm not sleeping out in the cold. You know, you all, love. I, I'm loved, you know, mm. all these things that make you want to like understand how important those things are in, in people's lives and mm. how <laughs> that should be the the vibe that's extended and expanded to everyone because why would you want to live on this planet knowing people are cold you know just, just knowing people are so malnourished in so many ways including emotionally financially uh community all these things even beyond shelter or, or clothing or food like like how malnourished we've become you know, what we were reading about Soma today, which I hadn't realized or that Terrence McKenna was saying was that it was like kind of um, a once in a lifetime thing. You know, it's not like something you came back to. Supposedly, it's something that you did once. Well, well they use it at the Eleusinian Mysteries. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole thing with the Eleusinian Mysteries is anyone could go, uh, you know, from you, you could be from any walk of life. You could be you could be a slave. You could be fucking a king. You could be intellectual, whatever your whatever your deal was. You could go there, but you can only go there once in your life. If this was the one time I got to go mm-hmm. or will go, it was everything. Oh. It was everything. It was the full gamut of experiences. It was many lifetimes. It was an excavation of fear. And I'd, by the end of it, I think maybe it's an illusion of invincibility, but I just, there was. I was able to operate within a space free of need for like, I don't know, say I was, I had got gained my bearings by say 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then from like 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. I just, I've never had to pee so bad in my entire life. And then I was like, I don't have to pee or I don't need anything. Yeah. And that just like dissipated and kind of just understanding the awakened state and that uh, I got to, exist within it like i went through all this hell to get to this moment where i have six hours where i'm i'm operating from a more free enlightened state you're you're a god at that point who doesn't need food who doesn't need water who doesn't need sleep who doesn't need anyone You, you were fully in your power and and we were conscious we spent four hours in our hotel room after this ceremony getting our life together like really getting our shit together, me apologizing for a lot of stuff, you know, and us working through some shit that I think otherwise uh, we wouldn't realize was kind of running the show a little bit. I mean, there, I feel like I apologized for some stuff too. And I had some stuff to apologize for. So it was like reciprocal. And, but I think that's what, like when people say like psychedelics are seven years of therapy in one night. Hmm. I mean, this was seven lifetimes of therapy in one night. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was big work. And I, yeah. and, and for a second I was a little on my high horse, like I'm motherfucking invincible, you know, yeah. like energetically try not to say that, but feeling it. Yeah. And so this week where I feel like my physical body is like integrating these lessons and there's been a lot of like tightness and tension and, yeah. um, because I so badly want to be the person who doesn't need anything. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, oh, wow, I'm in physical pain. Yeah. What is this like? It's, um, I don't know. It's a dance with hum- your human nature and everything. Well, um, like your your body's <clears throat> keeping track of everything and you're, you're telling its stories. And um, now you just completely updated your operating system. And your body's like getting used to like, you know how do how do i exist with this new operating system it's still trying to hold on to old tensions and old fears and old limitations i think that's all it is i think that's why you're just seeing it like you're not hurt you didn't get hurt so like you're seeing and, and each day and you get a good night's sleep and we get good meditations and you're taking care of yourself you're stretching more you're seeing it's just it's naturally going away your body's updating with your new operating system i feel like that's what's going on yeah, there's a an opportunity. Like mm-hmm. our lives are opportunities to not just be the person you think you want to be, but just make those decisions in each moment. Like cleanliness is godliness. Okay, I'm going to be a more clean, orderly person because then I'm like it because when I'm doing that, I'm being in service to the moment. 
Yeah. And this moment's calling for me to clean the bathroom yeah. and I'm not resisting it. I'm just doing it. You know, yeah. it's like these, it, life can become a little more simple, it seems. So we're very much in, I think, the space of very, like unpacking all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, um, and, and you know, I can't make this prayer for you and I don't know if this was your intention or whatever, but I spoke it, you know, for the past week or so. I said it on our last podcast that I'm going into this to this ceremony to fucking incinerate any sense of self-doubt and self-limitation I have because it's, it's not going to serve me moving forward. I'm going into my 40s now and um, I'm an artist and I need to see the world in a certain way and I need to express myself in a certain way and it helps us and it helps people and it helps our community. So um, it, that, that stuff's not serving me anymore. So the prayer for me was to use the ceremony to incinerate that stuff. And what's so powerful about prayer and intention and imagination is um, those prayers came true before we even took it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I remember kind of like uh, asking myself, like, why aren't I nervous? Why, why isn't my heart racing about this? This is normally the type of thing I'd be dry heaving. Just think anytime it would, I would think about it, you know, you know, like my ego trying to protect itself, trying to protect the story. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I feel like saying the intention and being so specific about it, what it was for me, um, all those, uh, all those things, those, those prayers came true before we even went in there. And all the ceremony was, was (laughs) like he said, a powerful initiation into this new realm, the new dimension the you know the rainbow body yeah i mean that's what we're doing all of us is like stepping into new dimensions and i think the least we could do is recognize it as such yeah you know and recognize the opportunity to release old stories that are from past dimensions yeah you know it's it's not something you need to do syrian rue to do or you know drink mushrooms use us as the reminder uh, uh, because i don't know if i can even recommend this and if you do if you do somehow come across this stuff have someone that's not doing it with you turn off your phone be far away from your phone (laughs) be uh don't call the cops hide the knives this is (laughs) (laughs) this is that kind of medicine (laughs) like shit can get fucking crazy and when we're going to get into that, we're going to, we're going to, I can't talk about it on this one. It's just like, it's too real and it's too, um, I, I want to be able to be loose and funny about it and not censor ourselves and fucking just YouTube's too tyrannical to, to put that information on there. So we're going to put it on Patreon, but, um, yeah, yeah. Powerful initiation, powerful step into the next dimension and we were already feeling this dimension and we were getting reminders of it for the past month or so in the way inspiration is coming into our world and the way people are coming into the world. Animals, dolphins and doves and bald eagles and foxes, stuff that we would never see otherwise. We're in New York. What the fuck? So um, all those reminders, everything kind of coming to a head with this. And then the, the whole thing about it, it, if you want to stay in these higher dimensions, you got to start to recognize the magic of that place and love it and accept it and accept it as real. Cause you know, for, for us, it's like one of, one of the, um, one of, one of the deep fears about going towards what we go towards is like, how are we going to make money? You know, cause, cause the more we become ourselves, the more we become unemployable, un, unhirable, uh, the idea that we spend our life and, and uh, like it's worked out so far, but like that we just kind of wait for a commercial to come along. Like what the fuck? So, a week leading into this I'm all of a sudden like all about NFTs and the more I'm learning about them the more I'm understanding how that could be um, a path towards financial independence not selling NFTs but just being part of this whole new paradigm of cryptocurrency and one after the other one day and the next day and the next day people coming through here to just say hi telling us that they put $5,000 into cryptocurrency and now they have $100,000. Two days in a row, two different dudes said that. Like, so, and, and then they start showing us the way and then they start, sh- and I'm doing my own research and now I'm understanding this stuff that I was kind of scared of. And I'm like, holy shit, this is um, what, what I'm seeing in, in my friends that these, these two guys in particular that came through here selling, telling us about their, their crypto riches. 
they're not carrying this heavy weight anymore that like I wasn't even aware they were carrying before, but like you, you seem like a different person. It's like, oh, because you did something, you, you moved some energy and now you have a sense of, of, uh, at least hope of financial independence. Yeah. That's what I like the idea of this community being like, how do we help each other get free? You know, yeah. uh, what are the pathways towards that? And I think, um, yeah, this definitely has been something that's, of course, been on our radar with Noah and we've gotten dipped our toe in. But, you know, you got to allow yourself to go through the cycles where you're ready for that next thing. Well, it's, uh, you know, our our operating system needed to be updated. And, uh, and obviously Noah's gone through some powerful initiations in his life and he's been able to see the world in a certain way and sustain that vision and sustain um, his his wildest imagination for what his life can be and it's coming true and it's very inspiring and we've done that in so many ways for so long with art uh, but I feel like now it's like one of the things that would help us continue to do that into this next decade would be uh, to, uh, true financial independence not having to wait for a corporate entity to tap us on the head and say fine okay it's you now like fuck that fuck that I'm not looking to suck corporate dick anymore and I think um, I tell the universe that. And then if you're listening and recognizing it, the signs are all around you. It's, it's a sign that, you know, it, it, the dolphins and the bald eagles and the doves and the fucking foxes are there to like say, hey, it's, it's magic. It's magic. Magic time. It's happening. It's happening. Apply yourself now. Discipline and focus. That's what got me through that trip. Yeah, that's what I went into that trip kind of needing more in, of in my life. And yeah, I wasn't up for, for the task to hold myself together the way you were able to. But I think there's also something to be said about like, I'm just, I relate to these experiences differently. Like I'm a, a crier and a... You're an expresser. I'm an expresser, yeah. you know, and I think there is something to the more feminine energy that maybe I'm more representative of that's like cannot be contained. Yeah, yeah cannot necessarily is needs to yell or move mm. around yeah well and especially when you're met with like um like a more of like a cold hardened disciplined masculine energy which is what that room was that night you know you're like i'll get the balance i'll bring the feminine energy in here for all of us and and you definitely did you covered it and we haven't been served by men a lot and and it is a little bit of a different um it's a little bit of a different dance feel like you, you, there, there is that little bit of a, that, that sense of like, Hey, do you realize how much you're giving us? Like, I don't question that with any of our, any of the, the females that have served us with, with, with this. I'm like, you might be trying to fuck us up right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let you because I respect the shit out of you. And that's what I'm here to do. Um, and, and ultimately me relinquishing that control and not saying, Oh, these are penis envy. I'll take half those. And, and not going in with some judgment or like just basically setting a landmine for yourself. And, and that's what you're doing by grasping for your comforts going towards an experience like this. You know, like even going into it, like I can't do it for you or right? I don't even want to say anything. But the like the idea of like, oh, no, am I going to be cold? Do I need my yoga mat? Can you unplug the heater? Should we crack the door? Should, like all this, like I'm just like they're little things. But they're they're indicative of this like th the sense that like it's not right yet it's not right yet for me totally and, and so like I, I feel like the mushroom and the Syrian rue just like took you through um, it just it made you live out the most extreme uh, story of all of your fears. Well, and it showed me that like my needs are something like I I felt this like huge compulsion to like brush my hair but I was like kind of being loud or disruptive by like going for my bag to brush my hair and you basically were like don't fuck with shit right now just like chill just well, I, yeah I was just was just like um but it, it, it was like this download of like what's wrong with me like why can't I just sit still like why do I think I need to brush my hair and so it was just like a series of little things that um I could recognize would or were taking me out of the moment and that there was that it was like right here, whereas I was supposed to be, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, it, it, uh, 
it burns out impurities. You know, we've, we've talked about that with a lot of psychedelics, but I think like to truly do it where it's, where it's like you have, you have no control where you have no control. You need to take a lot. Like that's always been my problem with mushrooms is like getting the balls to take an eighth is is like it's hard for me i'm always like oh, come on, i'll just take two grams and then you take two grams and i'm like kind of just struggling the whole time and like oh, thinking about our ex and like think, you know like fuck oh god this is just like it, it it burned out all those impurities it just and and i saw it happening for you and uh you know it was very it was an intense thing to bear witness to and it was a, it was a scary thing to bear witness to i think i i'm dealing with it but i definitely i'll talk about this on on the afterglow but i i definitely left traumatized <laughs> by some of the events that that uh that were taking place and it more just had to do with like not being able to communicate with you and or or not being able to really control anything in in a, in a situation where like there needed to be some decision made and control taken and cooperation go down and it was just like not gonna happen <laughs> it was not gonna happen and I, I think that the trauma for in, in that moment was just like me feeling very alone like you know being scared and feeling like alone like fuck you know it, like Cass's body's with me but she's not with me right now and uh like there's nothing I can say or do to to bring her back like you were, you were just in the work you were in the work yeah I mean I can't even all the lessons I received I can't even fully there I guess in some ways they're kind of personal you know but yeah yeah but there is something about like looking at your life realizing reality is illusion you know things mm-hmm. aren't really solid like that's even an illusion they're made up of wrote like sh- sh- uh, yeah. vibrating atoms you know and, and it's our mind that ends, you know, the, the, uh, the rules of this universe that don't allow my hand to go through, Yeah. but it's not really like real. Yeah. And so it's interesting to like really feel and understand that truth. And then like, look at the life that you've decided to live or what, and you're like, why do I need to have a, why do I have a podcast? Like, why do I always need to take a picture of things? You know, you just, <laughs> you, you look at those things and yeah, it feels like there's a, a torch, a burning of the impurities around around that aspect or um, the holding of people out or whatever it is. I think I'll be unpacking it for a long time. Yeah. You know, the karma of life, the... But, you know, it's all good. Your self-limitations and self-doubt are like, they're like these little gatekeepers that for some reason we respect and never question and never just blow past them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're sitting there and they're preventing you from going into new dimensions. They're preventing you from going into the dimension where you quit your job. They're preventing you from going into the dimension where you find the love of your life, where you are making art for a living. They prevent you from going into the dimension where you can see and recognize aliens and communicate with them. These are just, they're, they're preventing you from just putting your hand through this couch. Really, they're preventing you from levitating. Whatever it is, there is some there is some self-limiting factor that's preventing you from going into those dimensions, and that's what I had just had enough of. And and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna grapple with this forever because we're gonna forget. You know, we we forget and then we remember and we forget when we remember. But right now, it's it's very present with me, and um, I feel like um, we can do anything and everything. But I'm also very focused on what I think it is we need to do more than ever. And I feel more inspired and chill about it. Not like, fucking shit, Cass. We got to go make this movie in two weeks. It's like, we're going to make this movie. We're going to go do space camp first. You know, we're going we're gonna to meet with our community. We're going to bond with people. We're going we're gonna to heighten the vibe. We're gonna get them. Our, our, we're gonna really get the magic going. Then we're gonna go make the movie. Like, like there's no, there's not like an anxiousness about it. Money's gonna come. I already know it. We're working on it. We're gonna launch an NFT on 420. Our first one, the Rainbow Body, and it's gonna be a hit. And we're, um, you know, we're we're step we're stepping into a new dimension. And I'm ready for it. And I'm here for it. And I'm psyched about it. And we might not always have the most interesting things to say about it, but um, it, it's it's. It, to me, it's an exciting time because I feel like 
as above, so below. This is not just happening to us. This is something that is, is going on far and wide. There's a great awakening happening. We're seeing it in our community. Like our community is a perfect little microcosm for it because everybody's, it's so disparate. There's people, everyone's spread out all over the place in different stages in their life and their careers and everything and their art making. But there's a sparkle of magic because we're all respecting each other and we're seeing each other as one. And it's, um, that's why we got to do space camp. So we got to find the others. It's time for that. Yeah, being in a community of people who also like pay attention to the signs, mm-hmm. like knowing that we're in divinity, so everything is a message. Yeah, you know, we so. have a channel for that on our Discord, like portals and and reminders and synchronicities, and like people start filing them away. So in, instead of these experiences that are just happening to you, you can hear about how they're happening to other people, the little things, and a lot of times they'll they'll overlap. You know, like. We're mentioning these animals right now. I guarantee you people will reach out with synchronicities that they're having with, with bald eagles or, or dolphins or doves or foxes. Well, let's say how our night ended. Like we took a, a cab mm-hmm. um, and in the cab we were, we saw a fox. We were driving, we were in a beach town and, and the cab driver is just like, holy shit, there's a fox. <laughs> and we were like, what the hell? And he was like, you never see foxes down here. And I was like, yeah, man, this is really crazy. And we just saw a fox scampering around. Yeah. yeah. We used to hang out with our really good friend who lived near down there. Yeah. And she's the fox. Yeah. And so talk about a cosmic wink of her presence being there that night. And, oh, and the next morning you texted her like, we saw a fox last night. And she's like, I know. Because she doesn't even live in that town anymore, but she's part of like the, the Facebook, Facebook group. group. Yeah, and, and she's like, everybody was posting it. So this is a famous fox. And we got to see it <laughs> randomly. At 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. Yeah, the picture from Facebook is from like 2 p.m. Yeah. And then we, it was crossing the street right in front of us at 2 a.m. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and you know, and our, our cab driver was just like such a beautiful being. And he said he had just gotten out of prison after five years. And he was very excited about his life and that he's going to get to see his kids more and get to do things with them and it was just like so beautiful yeah so beautiful uh, the night continued after that but i'm gonna save that part. you want to save even that next part yeah cool yeah um but, yeah this was fun we're, we're trying to wrap our heads around this we're trying to step into the new dimension and um fully embrace it and, and embrace what's coming our way and not judge not judge oh, just yeah. a, just like that that's what the, the man the mushroom is so good at teaching acceptance mm-hmm Accept that you're dying right now. Accept this is temporary. Accept all those stories were just that. They're stories that you told to limit yourself, to make excuses for yourself. You know, accept maybe you haven't been the best person, but now you can do something about it without shame. Right on. Yeah, it teaches you a lot. I'm going to read this one more time to to end this. Yeah, please. We have drunk the Soma. We have become immortal. We have gone to the light. We have found the gods. What can hostility do to us now? And what the malice of a mortal, O immortal one? Aho, amen, aight, whoop, whoop. whoop.